Don't do that. Let me drop that again. I put that in the beginning of the show, by the way. You did? Yeah, I edited the that whole. Was, I edited the whole Space awesome. Jam part in. That was cool. <laughs> Damn it, dude! Are you serious? You're looking at me. <laughs> You're next you to me. me. We were like, we are we're like a weird cubby. Old. We were at like an acute angle of each other. Okay, yeah, this is, this is we true, can't help true. but look at each other. I guess more obtuse. It's more obtuse. Almost a right angle. It, it, it's almost a right angle. <laughs> You're right, but the, the, the way our faces are, it's more obtuse. I would say very acute right now. Well, is maybe it, obtuse. Is it obtuse or acute? Obtuse is when it's in. Huge. It's like. Oh. Obtuse is like over. Acute. Acute between lower so than 90 degrees. Acute. acute is less than 90 degrees. Obtuse yep. is over 90 degrees. Thank you. So we're, we're acute right now. Okay. Yep. Why, are being, why are you being so obtuse, Jack? <laughs> Don't be so obtuse. Why are you being so obtuse about it? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 118 of the Generation Gaming Podcast. I'm your host once again this week. I am Tyler. I am sitting next to an acute angle. We have Justin. Very cute. Very cute. I'm going. I'm going out of order here. Wow, I, I, I ruined it. You gotta switch it up. I'm, yeah, you gotta switch it up. We're 117. Up, you know, we, we, it's kind of it gets kind of formulaic. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. Yep. Justin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, real good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Just. We, we we switched up the uh, where we're sitting right now. Actually, normally we we are like hunched into my tiny like little computer chair. You know, like kind of like fifty fifty in the room, and we got to awkwardly lean over to like look at the screen and like click on buttons. Now we're actually on my couch. My uh, mouth tastes like Skittles. It, he just ate a whole box of sour Skittles uh, before the podcast. Uh, how's that going for you? Uh, really good. That's um, good. Still tastes the grit, but it's it's been a long time, and I liked them. Cool. Uh, but no, also joining us, we have the Jack of Hearts, my good friend, how are you doing? Oh, you know what, I could be doing a bit better. Obviously during this week and stuff, I had to put in my, uh, I had to put in my little thing at my, the other workplace that I was going to, so I'm not working there anymore. But, uh, other than that, it's been really kind of a weird week because I've been trying to readjust to just, uh, sleeping during the day. So it's mm-hmm. like a day or two after, like, I basically had to go forth and quit my job. I have been, like, waking up in the most obscure and, like, random times during the night. And it, this is kind of funny, because first I would be, like, uh, I would get, like, so, a little bit of sleep as it is, but I've been going through this power nap thing where it's, like, I get, like, about three or four hours, and all of a sudden I wake up for about four, and then I have to go four again. Hmm. So I was waking up at times, like, about, oh, got like, 3.30 in the morning, and then going all the way until, like, about one o'clock, and then try to sleep or something, and then, like, being disoriented. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, though, but uh, it hasn't really been all bad, though. I mean, I've been getting reacquainted to uh, going to uh, the college class that I go to for uh, jazz purposes, so at the same time, though, yeah, it's it's nice to actually not be feeling so overly stressed, but at the same time, it's like, hey, something different, something familiar as well, so I'm doing yeah. all right. That's good. That's good. 
I, I think Justin knows how it is. He, you pretty much like switch your sleeping schedule like, what, like once a month. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, sometimes every week. Yeah. Especially now that I uh, not working Sundays, so I have th- uh, three or four three day weekends, which is really strange. Every every weekend, every, three day weekend. Pretty yeah. Much. Every yeah. time I have off, almost is three days in a row. Yeah, that's wow. kind of weird. Good bad. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I guess moving on to the meat of the show. Uh, we have an insane amount of topics this week, and yes. we also have our you know, news of what we've been playing. I think what we should do this week is because we have so many topics, we'll start with the topics, okay. and then we'll go into... I, cool. We might not get to all the topics, we'll probably kind of cherry pick what we have, because uh-huh. there's, uh, I think, 12 here I counted before the show started. Uh, we'll see how fast we're going, we can keep track of our time, where we're at on that. Uh, then we'll jump into the what we've been playing. Uh, we kind of start off with uh, some of the news this week. Uh, I'm just going to kind of combine them all together because it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, a few games got delayed till 2016 uh, that were announced this week. Uh, Hitman is being delayed till next year. Not really a, a timetable on that one. Just 2016. Uh, Star Fox is delayed till quarter one of 2016. Uh, that's and, okay. Uh, and then Persona 5 is also delayed till 2016. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a... So... Um, I guess, Jack, do you want to start off with this one? Well, you know, okay. There's about two out of the three games that uh, we've learned that were delayed to 2016, which I was kind of hoping I would actually get a chance to play this year. I mean, I mm-hmm. had a sneaky suspicion that Persona 5 would actually not be releasing this year, but they were... Atlas was just keeping on, like, pressuring the point, oh, yeah, this is a 2015 game, this is a 2015 game, and it's like, well, no, that's nice, the last couple months... It's like, eh, don't hear much of anything about it. And now after they delayed it, we're hearing more about character stuff and, like, all this other stuff. But the big surprise is the delay for Star Fox, because that leaves Nintendo without really a big holiday game. Mm-hmm. That's unheard of for that company. Yeah. Heard of for any company, really. Because they're basically wow. banking on the success of Super Mario Maker, which they just released on the 11th of September. And let's see, Yoshi's New World and, like, well, actually, Woolly World. And uh, yep. some other, like, games they got, like, Yokai Watch and stuff like that. They're banking on those game successes for the holidays, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't, um, and a lot of people probably won't, a lot of more hardcore people play like Xenoblade. So it's not, like, a huge system yeah. seller. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, other, yeah, I, other than that, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Justin? What, what are uh, your thoughts on any of this? I don't, I didn't know much about uh, Persona 5. I know that they're good games that I've heard, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see, what's, oh, Hitman. Um, I've never played a Hitman, but I've always been kind of interested in one, and uh, like you were saying earlier, you, you kind of called this one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would uh, say that's, you made a good call there. Yeah. Uh, Star Fox, I really did think it was coming out this year, especially since, like you were saying, the Holly lineup and stuff, like that was one of their biggest titles for it. Yeah. Um, but the same time it, I knew that it, man they're, they're he kept the Miyamoto's like oh it's it's coming out like soon even after the Zelda thing yeah like, my game will be out this year yeah like, oh, no. or 2015 <laughs> like joking about it and stuff yeah I was like uh, I was pretty sure it was but at the same time it's that's a pretty short uh, cycle there so make a game well this, they talk about this game's been pretty much in development for like seven years though yeah, but kind of, I mean, it was been it's been reworked. Really, who knows how long this iteration of the yeah. game's been in development for? But that's just like to me that means that they've been they were thinking about it back then. Like, who yeah, that's what they actually had. And uh, I'm glad uh, that's good though. And platinum makes 
good games. So yeah, Platinum is helping I'm in the totally game. Totally cool with this. Yeah, I mean, it's never a, it's never really a bad thing. It's bad, you know, for that time for like the sh- short term. Like for us, like you're really excited about that game. You know, it sucks, but yeah. at the same time, it's it's never a bad thing. Like Mimoto said, a, uh, it's being was what's the saying? I uh, he remember. says a uh, a. Uh, Bad game is always a bad game. Yeah, it's like a. a or, it's like it's just like a like a. a, a the delay game. will eventually be good. Yeah, it's like a, it's like kind of like the history thing. Sort of like a like, yeah. sort of like a good game is a good game, but a bad game will be bad forever. That's sort of like yeah, yeah. Talk delay, about yep. You know yeah yep. You know thinking about it now, just after like a few moments of just pondering about it, Star Fox. It just kind of reminds me of a bit of. Uh, we haven't heard really anything much about say Nintendo's lineup come the quarter one of 2016. You know, then possibly no. it, maybe it wasn't quality concerns if it was delayed. Could possibly be like uh, an aspect of maybe they don't have much for the quarter one of like 2016 so far. You know, yeah, well, like th- like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is the same way. This is a February game, yeah. Yep, it's yep. supposed to come out in December. <laughs> yeah, and then they said the same thing. We're gonna polish it a little more. Well, and we just talked about a couple weeks ago with like when we thought Zelda might come out, and I mentioned, and we kind of talked about like first half of the 2016, we have nothing. Like, yep, at all. So maybe they looked. It could be a combination of like this game. Could be a little better if we delayed it a few months, mm-hmm. and we have nothing for like you know. It's like, Dude, there's, there's a long gap in between. Like we had beginning of this, like really this year, but like, really after the holiday season, we didn't have anything till Splatoon. Really, Dude, you know what yeah. this kind of sounds like to me? Maybe, and this is just a total guess by me, but maybe it's just like an aspect where we're probably going to get Star Fox in a January, February, maybe Zelda in March, and possibly an NX console for this holiday season, like for 2016. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Whatever the heck that is. Yeah, I really don't. I don't think that NX will be out 2016. I think I'd be surprised at this point. Reading about it and just kind of talk, like hearing the business side of things, I think it'd be pretty surprising. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money down to say it's 2017. Like, I'm not that confident in it, but I would be somewhat surprised if it made it out next year. Only way I'd think it'd be 2016 if it wasn't a home console. Yeah, but if we're if we're thinking of actual console, that's going to change. It's the next generation. Then I, I don't see it, but I, the way I look at it is is like I was saying for for Star Fox is Nintendo doesn't have anything big. This gives them an opportunity to delay Zelda probably till next holiday mm-hmm. season. And Super Mario Maker's taken off pretty well. Yeah, but you always want that big game in November. Yes, you do, especially right before Black Friday. Black Friday is one of the biggest selling weeks for video games, and you know, and especially when that game comes that's out, true. that's like the week but before. Anyone doesn't have that or. You know, it doesn't have a Wii U. You, you can rebrand. Oh, it's new right now. I mean, yeah, but people it's do it just, all the time. Like this game came actually like months ago, but now it's but games brand are new for the, the hottest. They sell the majority. Like I think it's like more than half of their stock is sold in the first week, or something like that. It's some crazy. Maybe stat. averagely, but there's but there's like games it, that like still sell for like a long time. Yeah, but the, you're you're you're, always, you're never at your you're like the hottest period for you is that first week to month range. That so being released right before Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Is that's why so many games are released mid to late November? Is because that's the highest selling mm-hmm. month of the year for video games. So that it's it's kind of crazy that they're not gonna have anything in November. You think they want something there? Mm-hmm. Um, for just from business for sales wise. Yep. Um, but like I said, when Zelda got delayed, I think um, they were gonna. You can't. Nothing will recreate Zelda. So what they're doing Take is spot. Yeah, to like that that to the degree. So what they're doing is they're bringing out. A bunch of not triple A Nintendo games, I don't think, but like well, Mario Maker, you can argue with you know it's a triple A game, but yeah. they're they're wanting to just have a bunch of really good games, mm-hmm. a bunch of not like Yoshi's Blue World, not triple A game. Yeah, you know it's not even a sixty dollar game unless you buy the the 
Amiibo bundle. Yeah. Um, you know, then you got uh, Xenoblade Chronicles coming in December. Um, is there, was there anything else for Wii U? Uh, <laughs> Devil's Third, but... Devil's Third, but uh, also, uh, no one's going to buy that game. Digitally, it's made, made in Blackwater or whatever. Oh, the Devil... The, uh, uh, shoot, Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame, yep. Five, I think. Yep, that's going to be digital. Um, so they have, I mean, I think I think the sheer quantity of solid games will, will maybe in the end make up if you're a big Nintendo fan, if you're planning on buying them all. Yep. Uh, but I mean, just I'd rather have one great Zelda game than yeah. five you know, pretty solid games. Um, yeah, it depends for me. But yeah, I'd love to have a Zelda, but at the same time, yeah. I'm totally cool with having Yeah, but this, this isn't, for what we have, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but with Hitman, I... I I think I said on the E3 show a while back, like we didn't even get a f- actual play a gameplay trailer. It was the first time we ever heard of the game. Uh, not really the first we heard of, it, but we heard rumors. But this is like the first, it was officially announced at E3. Mm-hmm. We didn't gameplay, and they're saying it was gonna come out in like three or four months. I mean, it's happened. Like Fallout was announced at E3, but they gave us like a twenty minute gameplay trailer at E3. Yeah. So um, I mean, that's a little more believable. Um, and Bethesda's done that kind of stuff before a little bit. Um, so I'm not surprised. Not necessarily a bad thing when you have uh, Day of Just Cause three coming out this December. Uh, so this allows them to get their full focus on Just Cause three instead of having two games come out within a fairly short time of each other. Mm-hmm. Two really two of their biggest franchises come out in like a, maybe a month or so period. Uh, so that gives them that that's great because it gives them full focus on Just Cause three. They'll each get their both full attention. Yeah. And then probably I imagine Hitman Spring and then Final Fantasy fifteen uh, will be next fall. So each game will get their own time to shine, which is really for, you know, for a just developing company, especially a smaller one. Like not really a small one, but it's not EA. They don't have like a, they don't have twenty big franchises. They only have a handful. Yeah. So you want to really shine a light on your when you release those games, um, give their own time. Uh, so that's smart, I think, business sense. And we haven't seen anything on the game. We don't know anything about it. Um, and Persona Five, I don't know much on it. I've never been a Persona guy. I've never really played them. Yeah. Uh, I know they have a huge following. But it looks interesting. It looks like an intelligent type of game. Persona Q looks weird. really cool on That's 3DS. The one. That, that, I, I really want to get that looks game. Interesting. Yeah, um, but it's got a huge following. It, but these games are they, they have very long gaps in between them. From what I understand, as far as like the Persona, the number of Persona games. Mm-hmm. So, and this game was, was supposed to come out. I think they announced 2015 a couple years ago. So, not really. Usually, when they when they announce a release date or the release year so far in advance, it usually gets delayed at least once. But yeah, what great game hasn't been delayed? So you really think about it. There's very few. Yeah, um, like Super Mario Maker supposed to be a spring game. Mm-hmm. So uh, same with Yoshi's Really World. Uh, but uh, moving on, Jack's not here right now, guys. He walked away. <laughs> <laughs> um, what should we talk about next? Um, we'll, we'll talk about Wolfenstein. So we'll, we'll talk yeah. about some. Yes, you know, not all bad this week. Uh, we got some announcements. So Wolfenstein Two is pretty much been teased by the. When the voice actors from the game basically oh, said that's that, what happens. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she pretty much came out and said that Wolfenstein Two is pretty much coming in probably a 2017, excuse me, 2017 release date, um, which I've raved about that game on this podcast. Yeah. If you've gone back and listened, I think Wolfenstein was between four and six on my game of the year last year. Um, it was up there for me too. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic game, and I, I, you go back the was it the new blood, yeah, um, that or the old blood, old blood, old That's blood, was, which right. came out this past May was a was an awesome, little, uh, I guess expansion DLC, yeah, DLC, a standalone DLC. It was almost like a whole little little, little game, yeah, like this 
It had its own story. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It, it was six, seven hour, twenty dollar gameplay. It was fantastic. Yeah. I preferred the actual uh, game. Oh yeah, no over doubt. Over that, New Order was was fantastic. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, it was it was still good though. Yeah, if they keep it up, they did a good job. It's it's kind of like what. To me, it's like what Duke Nukem tried to do with Forever, Duke Nukem Forever. Uh-huh. It's like they kind of found a, a good balance of really fun gameplay uh, with really good humor. Yes. And they kept the good balance where it, it kept, it was serious. It, you took it seriously, but it was still... It still feels goofy. like a cool arcade, like, oh, like 90s game. Like, yes. In a really good way. They, yeah. Like, I, like they purposely kept, like, uh, you walk over stuff, you gotta push square or whatever you're playing yeah. to pick it up. It, it, like you don't it, you don't just run into stuff and grab it. Like yeah, little things like that and like holding the two guns. You had a health. You had a actually like health bars too. Uh huh. And, and that's what we talked about last week with like we talked about like Nintendo has done a really good job of modernizing their key franchises. Uh huh. They did a really great job of modernizing Wolfenstein, but keeping it yeah kind of old school at the same time. Yep. Where it, it, it which like, what do you think you think a health bar? A lot bar of games and, can't figure that out. Yeah, exactly. To make it cool right now and also. An ode to the old. Yeah. You know. You gotta keep, you gotta, like, nod to the old school yeah. fans and the new, which, yeah, Wolfenstein has done a great job. I hope they keep it that way. They Doom, don't... it makes me feel great about Doom. Yeah. I sure hope. Doom. I think Doom's gonna be fantastic. I, I hope so. I didn't like the third one. No one, not very many people did. <laughs> uh, well, I heard the... It was a good game, but not a good Doom game, if that makes any sense. I, I heard, um, well, it's, yeah. That the, they, when they, they remade it, movie. <laughs> they remade it for the 360 and PS3, they actually, Fix a lot of the gameplay gameplay problems with oh, it, nice. which everybody says like the like the the story and the the world isn't bad. It was just the gameplay was the bad part about it, as far as the game goes. So I heard they fixed some stuff with the gameplay. So yeah, I was a mixture of both for me. Yeah, but uh, I could definitely. It's definitely where, uh, in my opinion, Dead Space came from was Doom Three. Yeah, I really love that game, but like everything about like you know hill and that weird statue thing yeah really reminded me of Doom like Dude, dead space was like um was like uh like a combination of like doom and resident evil yeah like they did like they kind of combined those two worlds and made like yeah. a really great game but i don't want to talk about dead space anymore it makes nope. me sad i know uh, dead space 3 god damn it uh but moving on uh we actually got some uh more hd remakes essentially or remasters possibly coming soon uh, kind of combine these ones together as well. Uh, Quantum Dreams, who made Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, announced that they're going to announce soon that they're going to announce a release date <laughs> for Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls coming to PS4. Um, and uh, Bioshock Collection uh, might have been leaked by a, um, a, a company, like a, I can't, a retailer. I can't remember where it was from, but they've, they've leaked other games before and they end up being true. Uh, so it sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like it's coming this year too. The Bioshock Collection, uh, sometime in November. Hey, Star Fox isn't here now. That, yeah, I think it's like that week. The same, like the twentieth or twenty seventh is the possible. Might be something I'd be, be um, interested. Yeah, well, uh, I played the second one and I liked it a lot. Yeah, but I don't know, Jack. What are you on the uh, on the re-releases of these games? Well, you know what? I'm not quite uh, surprised in terms of like, say, how close. Like, how close they're going to be, like, releasing from each other, I would bet. So, you know, I'm glad to see them on the PS4, but uh, let's see. If I had to take a guess, I think we already know that, uh, what was it, the Bioshock Collection is going to be releasing sometime probably in November. 
I'm guessing the same thing for Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, possibly maybe an early December type of date, since there's maybe a few games that are releasing in that span. I mean, what what have they actually got, like, for release things? Just Cause 3 and uh, Just Cause Xenoblade, 3, Xenoblade and Rainbow Six. Yeah, those three games, so that's a dead period, so that could be a good spot mm. for them, possibly. That they could release the same week. Is there Heavy Rain and then just, just PS4 games? Uh, Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls for PS3 exclusive. So it's just PlayStation? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's good for them, too, because I don't know if they have a huge PlayStation game coming. They, they have a lot of third party Not really. Game. They don't even have that much um, for the holiday season. Uncharted any... Collection is probably the biggest game this year. That is their oh, yeah. biggest, and that's a... It'd be good for them to have that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, dude. That's kind of depressing when I think about it. The biggest, like, launch things for, like, uh... The biggest, like, game-wise, that people have to look forward to the PS4, or the, like a re-release of the Uncharted 1 through 3. Well, that's what... You can argue that was the same thing for Xbox last year with Halo Master Chief Collection. That's very true, too. And then last year, the biggest game that Sony had for the fall was Little Big Planet 3. There wasn't much last year, either. They'd have, they have Little Big I Planet 3. I think 2016 is going to be a, the big thing for PlayStation. Yeah, because you got um, Uncharted 4, March 18th. And Nintendo, and, and actually all of them. Yeah, I mean, all the big things are coming. 2016, I think it's going to be a big year. I think we look at, like, last year was crazy with the amount of games they got. I think for exclusives, yeah. like, for console exclusives, like, 2016 is going to be big like, years. Yeah. Um, you got you got Uncharted. Nintendo's going to bring out Zelda and stuff. Like, they're, all, they're bringing out their big guns next year. Well, when you come to think uh, about it, 2016, you know, kind of reminds me of, say, the... You know how the Xbox 360, the whole last console generation started like around 2005 and then didn't really get yep. started full swing until like about 2007, 2008, like a couple of years into yeah. it. This is exactly that type of situation right now with uh, every console, it seems like. But uh, in case in point, yeah, for 2016 is going to be quite a big year considering, you know, all the major releases stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and like I said, 2017 was that first big year, or 2007, 2007, 2007 was the first big year for the PS3 360, so. Oh, yeah, you, about you, that had, point. you had Oblivion, you had the Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, yeah. you had like the Orange Box thing, maybe not even that thing. The original Bioshock was like 2008. 2007. 2007? Super Mario Galaxy came out in 2007. Yeah, then you had um, Mass Effect, Rock Band, Guitar Hero 3, uh, Call of Duty 4. Uh, Burnout Paradise. It's all in a span of a year or two? Jesus. Um, I'm missing a few, but the Bioshock was one, like we said. Mm-hmm. There was, a, yeah, that was a big fall. Um, and I think, I mean, this is the first year, I think, where you can really, like, the first year where I think, like, I think people that have an Xbox One and PS4, I'm like, this is why I bought one. Like, because a lot of the games, like, uh, are like Batman, I think, was the first one that wasn't, like, console exclusive to be, like, not 360 and PS3. Yep. As far as big AAA games go, I guess you can say Mortal Kombat X was now, but that's only because they canceled the 360 PS3 ones. Yeah. But uh, we're in that era, we're in that era now. We're we're not releasing on old stuff anymore on the 360 and PS3. So yeah, and it's going to uh, be the first. It's going to be the us. first official like year not releasing things on the 360 and PS3, like you were just saying, Tyler. Mm-hmm. But we're also easing out of the whole HD remake stuff, like come like the ending mm-hmm. part of 2006, 15 year. Yeah, I, f- I feel like in the next couple of years that's not going to be a big market anymore. Um, My thing with Bioshock, real quick, if I would have played them all, I wouldn't be interested at all. Because it's recently, like, especially the last one just came out not that long ago. Um, well, but I've only played one, so the second one. I, 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 I and we've we've talked a lot about our problems with like HD collections on the on this show. Yep. And I, there's always exceptions to the rule. Um, I think. You know, I, I really like the idea of what Uncharted is doing, where it's just the whole collection. 
Yes. The Halo one you can get behind is the whole thing. It's not just one game or release. Like what what um, Dishonored did with giving people that owned it on PS3 half off. Uh, that's really cool. The way mm-hmm. I, I I like when it doesn't feel like you're gouging him. You're like here's if you really like here's a great deal. Like sixty dollars for three Uncharted games that are that's remasters, not just slightly up-res ports mm-hmm. um, is really cool I'm actually I'm not going to get Uncharted but I really want to play the games again Yeah, especially because there are a lot of really fun games to play Bioshock I wouldn't mind playing the, I don't know who knows it could just be Bioshock 1 and 2 it could be Bioshock 1, 2 and Infinite who knows what it could be That's if true. it's all three I think I eventually I wouldn't be a day one purchase especially in the fall but I it'd be I'd be interested in picking up because I, I would love to go through Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite again yeah. Um, those are two fantastic games, and both games were, I think, on my top ten for games of the generation. Uh, we did a couple of years ago. Um, I know Infinite was. I think Bioshock was in that was in the running somewhere. Yeah, a lot of people love them. Yeah, I'm sure they'll let go pick it out. So. Yeah. Um, moving on to some other topics here. Uh, the Witness has finally got a release date. Uh, this game was was actually announced. Uh, Jonathan Blow, who made Braid, uh, he announced this yeah. game back at. The, the PC4 or PC PS4 reveal uh, I think in February 2013 yep um, and we really haven't heard much about it s- since then uh, but this has now been announced we got a nice little trailer mm-hmm. coming finally January 26 2016 no price yet um, but they said I uh, there's over I think 667 puzzles oh they said that yeah you don't need you don't need to finish all the puzzles wow. um, but I think they said the average through people has been 10 to 12 hours. Wow, that's actually pretty significant. Uh, yeah, I guess I, by looking at it, it's like got 60 bucks. I'm but wondering what it is if it comes out like a retail. Level. That was my question. I, who knows? This could be a retail game. This could be. It looks like one. And this is going to be a PS4 and PC exclusive. Because uh, I, I think, I believe Sony has been, you know, they've, they've basically been pushing this game quite yeah. a bit since they announced PS4. This is one of, I think this game was supposed to come out, like, initially it was planned to be like a big 2004, uh, 2004 2014. Uh, release game for them, uh, but obviously got delayed. Um, there's a big video. There's quite a long trailer out, probably mm-hmm. three minute trailer or so. Uh, have you got a chance to watch it, Jack? Not yet, but I will. Okay. Um, Justin, you have probably more to say on it than I do. What did you think of the trailer? Uh, I think it looks the art style is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually reminds me of uh, like not the art style, but the the way you walk around and the, the way you it kind of looks like you do stuff like puzzles. Oh, sorry. Kind of reminds me of Mist. Yeah, I can see that. Just, I'm sure it's a little different than that, but this looking at it, but I was just enthralled with how it looked. Yeah. Just, whoa, that game looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really curious about it, and I'll I'll probably pick it up. Yeah. I'm actually way more into this game than the uh, No Man's Sky. Like, I'd rather pick this up than that. Yeah. If I was going to have, like, one or the other. No Man's Sky, I've slowly, the more I learn about the game, the less interested I've become. Yeah. Here. Well, like, with The Witness, when they first announced it, I was interested, just because... Uh, I love Braid. I don't like Jonathan Blow, but I like Braid. Makes good um, games. It's the only reason I'm, I'm not excited about the fact that Witness is coming soon is because now we have to listen to Jonathan Blow talk about his game, <laughs> and then after the game comes out, we're gonna talk. We're gonna listen to a bitch about people who didn't play his game right. I've never heard him say any of this, so I don't know. There's a whole, um, there's a whole like press conference. He went on this whole thing like ranting about how he didn't oh, like man. the way people played Braid. They didn't think he played. The, they didn't understand it. It was it maybe was, he shouldn't just touch the internet. Yeah, he was just, um, he just kind of came off kind of douchey kinda and bottled himself look bad. Thought he was a little too into himself a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but he made, the break was a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, really cool. I watched the video. 
it look I, I I'm excited about the puzzle parts of it because of Braid was fantastic because it's probably the, one of the best puzzle games I've ever played. Uh-huh. Um, great music. The music in this trailer was excellent as well. Yes. It, you're right. It looks absolutely stunning. But when I was watching this, I kept getting flashbacks. Everybody's gone to the rapture. Oh, because what I saw in this trailer was a lot of walking. Yeah. And uh, and everybody gone the rapture is a beautiful game, um, and that's just what I thought. I'm like, is this almost like a walking simulator? Am I going to do a lot of walking? And then, I guess it'll be more interactive because there's actually puzzles. Yeah, it's not just walking for 20 minutes, finding a five seconds cutscene, and then walking. I a think lot it's more. partially on that same note, though. Yeah, if it's, <sighs> I think it'll be more interesting though. It's a game where I'm interested in just because of the creator, um, and his you know just like I said, braid. Uh, but I almost want to hear what people are saying about the game. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I do, too. This isn't like, right now, this is not like a day one. This is like, I'm going to wait and see. It's not a day one purchase. Yeah. I want to see, what's, is it going to be a full price game? Is this going to be a $30 download? Yeah. Um, what is this going to be? Uh, and that's yeah, going to make yeah. a huge difference for me as well. Yeah, I'll look at all that stuff, too. Yeah. But, uh, like, right now, just after watching the trailer, like, ah, it's got me in th- like interested again. Yeah. Because, like you said, disappeared for a long time. So. Yeah. I was glad to see something about it, especially like an actual trailer with a release date. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And you know, it looks <laughs> in kind of the spring 2016 shaping up a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, like you said, things just got delayed for spring. Yeah, uh, be really cool. Uncharted spring. Four got announced last week for our release date, so it's shaping up to spring next. The first half of next year is looking pretty good, I say. Uh, depending on how we're looking, but uh, moving on to another news, uh, Konami has there's rumors kind of coming out. Konami's denying it. But there's a lot of reports, a lot of people are saying it, um, kind of through sources, that Konami has pretty much canceled development in all AAA games, and they're looking basically go more into the mobile stuff. And Konami makes a lot of makes a lot more money. Like video games are a very small thing for them. They make the majority yep. of the money on like those pachinko machines. In yeah, Japan. I was going to say that um, machines. And they they it's just it's small potatoes to them, uh, gaming wise. So. That's big rumors. They kind of talked about their scaling back on gaming, uh, like last year, earlier this year. They said they want to focus more on the mobile stuff. Um, but I guess we'll like, I'll let Justin. Do you have anything really you want to, you think about this? Or um, all I can say is, what the hell happened with Middle Gear? And that's kind of like leading up to this. Like, yeah, no one knows exactly what happened, but. There's obviously something going on. There's too much money being spent in a certain area. They think. Yeah, the, the rumor leading money somewhere. budget for Metal Gear Solid Five was eighty to one hundred million dollars. Which, I believe that. I yeah, I believe it too. But uh, how much money does it make? You know. Oh, it, what it's, I ask is it making this money back? It's fold, made. You know? Oh, it definitely made its money back. It's a high. I mean, I figured it did. It, it's it's like the number one selling game this like in this month like all across the, in the entire world, but. It's got an eighty to hundred million dollar budget. It's suffering during until it, it, it the game's the, the game's like, been oh in development God, for, do good. for five years. <laughs> well, the game the, the, the it's it's the title it's the it's the franchise that what sells if. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there's always a chance. Um, I mean, I imagine the whole thing with Gmo could have hurt the thing or could have helped can make one more. It basically was full publicity. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, basically, people posting articles about the Gmo Konami thing uh, for them. It you know it's. Not all. It's not it doesn't sound it makes Konami look bad, but like yeah. they always say, um, any publicity is good publicity. Yep. Um, so, but like I said, it's got an eighty to hundred million dollar budget. How much does it cost to make thirty pachinko machines? How much money? Those <laughs> things make. They're mobile games. Make a 
tons and tons of money. Well, like is, it like a, is it like a slot? It's like I believe it's like a slot. Thing? It's big in Japan. It's like, it's a like slot looks machine. like arcade style though. Like yeah, they like, like in arcades everywhere. Got like Castlevania characters. Or yeah, they have like Silent Hill ones, things okay. like that. Um, oh yeah, there's Silent Hill. Those agree. have those are a lot cheaper. You can probably make enough for a whole country for eighty million. Uh, you could probably put them in all across the United mm-hmm. States for eighty to hundred million dollars, and probably make all that money back in like a week with that fucking <laughs> with that fucking and is continue to make money over and over again. So those yeah. games have a, a lower buy-in and a lot more earnings off of it. Safer. Yeah, it's it's a safer bet for a company. Uh, what about you, Jack? Where where are you at on this whole? If it's true, what were you? What, how you feel? You about know, it? I feel kind of weird about it, considering that I've played a lot of Konami games growing up. And considering for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and even for more so, even even like this year though, I've played like uh, that Yu-Gi-Oh game that was on the PSN that released, you know, that uh, Eternal Eternal Duelist or whatever the hell it was. Oh yeah, yeah the Legacy, oh, Legacy of, of the Duelist. Duelist, Legacy Duels, whatever the hell. But uh, yeah, in a way, I'm not really too surprised as there's been a lot of like random like weirdness going on over the past year. And not just the year, just a random mm-hmm. couple of years with the whole cancel thing with uh, Galicio del Toro, with uh, Silent Hill and stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. the whole, like, spat with Kojima, then a lot of various other, like, uh, directors, producers, just, thing, just leaving the company altogether, like uh, Igarashi yep. and stuff, you know, leaving them and then going for the various stuff. When you're getting to the point, like, as a developer or even, like, a director or producer or some big name, like... Uh, big name person inside of a company where your ideas, you know, they were successful, they were good, but now they're being put on the back burner. Yeah, you know that the company itself is starting to think, focus less upon actual gaming aspects and probably focusing more on what uh, actually goes and sells for them. But uh, mm-hmm. at the same yeah. time, I, I look at it this way. I The reason why I wouldn't say this is so much of a surprise to me is because of the commercial flops a lot of their a lot of their uh, games had previously leading up to say mm-hmm. this year in general i mean let's think of it this way they've had successful soccer games like the pro evolution soccer series is majorly successful around the world then you have metal gear solid which has always been sort of like that successful series for them considering hideo kojima like puts forth his best effort does this and does that and this is his masterpiece pretty much but uh with mgs5 but the games I'm really talking about is that that failed element with uh, that Castlevania thing by uh, Mercury Stream. You know, the Lords of Shadows 2. Yeah. More in, partic- more in particular and stuff. The whole cancellation mm-hmm. of the, the Silent Hill and stuff, even though we've had a chance to play the playable demo, PT. The whole, like, uh, the whole incident stuff with uh, Igarashi and stuff about him having, like, various, like, ideas possibly for, like, Castlevania and stuff. They have those shot down and stuff. And him try to force him to go into mobile stuff until he eventually quit. It's it's just really crazy how Konami has come from, like, a big sort of, like, gaming sort of company back in the, the 80s and then going all the way up to, say, the late 2010s and stuff. And then all of a sudden they're just focusing upon their just their machinko their pachinko machines and all this other crazy crap their <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh card game which hell that still is a really big seller for them not too sure for how long now yeah because <laughs> if they're more than willing to cut off video game stuff say for AAA stuff that card game is gonna be next in line because <laughs> well to stop you there um, they're they're getting out of like the yeah. big AAA market but gaming for them. 
I mean, they have a lot of big IPs. They have Yu-Gi-Oh, Castlevania, Silent yep. Hill, Metal Gear. Those IPs are huge. They're not necessarily done with gaming altogether. Uh, yeah. Like, they Pez, Pro, Pro Evolution Soccer, and they're still going to make that every year, according to the rumors. That's not going away because that game is, like, one of the best-selling games in the, in the world every year. The argument I would say, um, though, is uh, those franchises are not as big as they once were, say, in their peak. Well, I mean, Metal Gear Solid is probably the... The, the, the one that's lasted. Yeah, it's probably got... Well, it's, right now, it's probably the hottest it's ever yep. been. Yeah. Um, I think a casual market will see the name. Metal Gear, if Metal Gear Solid 6 becomes a thing, they can always farm these games out to other developers. It's just like what Disney has done with the Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. They gave the they gave they own the they own the name, but they gave the rights to EA to make these games, and they can always go to other people to do it. The problem is that Konami's done with like Castlevania and the Silent Hill games is they really tarnished the names of these franchises yep. by giving them off to these guys who are just these development teams are just not equipped to handle. A st- they're not up. They don't have the budget nope. to do the game because Konami doesn't give it to them. They don't have. They're just not that skilled as developers to make these games. But they make them cheap, make them quick, and it's got a it's got a big name behind it, mm-hmm. and they're going to sell it. And that's what it is. I mean, and Silent Hill has definitely been hurt over that uh, for the last really since probably Silent Hill Two from PS Two. That's probably yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Um, Castlevania had a really great game with Lord of Shadows, which was actually a Kojima Productions game. Uh, but that's the only really great Castlevania game that people have probably had in the last. Since probably um, the Super Nintendo ones, I would say Symphony of the Night, PlayStation, really Symphony of the Night for PlayStation. Or oh, if you want to count the yeah, handheld ones too. I forgot about that, I actually never played that. One. Yeah, the handheld ones have gotten to good oh, praise, yeah. but as far as like on the console ones, I mean, you really haven't had a good one. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, I don't see going away anymore. Like, I'm sounds like those games do very well, especially at the rate they're at now, where they're just digital only games. They're not going out. They're not forty dollars full price games. But I imagine that's a pretty big market for them, especially with the DLC content mm-hmm. and everything you're kind of doing with the uh, microtransaction stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they're done completely uh, true or not with these statements with it. I think these franchises will be moving on. Uh, they're just going to continue how they are. But it's just not going to, they're just not going to be as big as they once were. With like, they probably saw, the, I think the big reason probably is why Silent Hill got, got canceled was probably they saw. The budget this game was going to have because first off Kojima's in it, you got Del Toro working on it. They they want a big budget for this game, um, and they didn't want to pay the money, even though they probably would have made the money back. But they would have found a way to make this game appeal to like. So yeah, people. the game would have been a big. So I guarantee you, probably Metal Gear Solid Five had made up the first, all the money in the first day, or at least in the first week. But they probably when it's all said and done, who knows what they'll make? Maybe they make thirty, forty million dollars off this game at the end. When it's all said and done, being the one. Uh, Pachinko machine could probably make, you know, or you know, a hundred or whatever could probably make that money for them in a, in a, a year. No problem. They all they gotta do is maintenance on it. You know, they, yeah. I can understand from a business perspective why they're doing it. As a gamer and a fan of, like, I really want a good Silent Hill game. I haven't played a good one since PlayStation One. Yes, the I never, first one is my favorite. Yeah, I never played the Silent Hill Two, but everybody says it's one of the best games of all time. I never played the second one either. Um, so it sucks that this is as a fan of obviously Melgar Solid is my favorite franchise it sucks from that standpoint um, mm-hmm. that the, from the rules we know are these that would really the, suck man yeah if my favorite franchise said they're not making games like that anymore yeah that would be messed up yep and I, I played some non-Kojima Melgar games they're not never really been that good yeah uh, a lot of them were like PSP games though to be fair but they're not full-fledged games but who knows maybe a, maybe a 
full-fledged Metal Gear Solid 6, depending on what they do with it, could be good still. I mean, who knows? We don't know what a non-Kojima Metal Gear game will, could be like if it has a full backing of... Del Toro makes that, then Kojima makes the movies he was working on instead. They switch places. Well, they wouldn't do that, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking, if it happened, I think it'd be fine. I think Del Toro has a unique style to him that it would, it would still it would be different, but it'd be cool. Uh-huh. But I mean, Konami won't do that. I think they want to make. Know, they want to keep these. Keep... Yeah, but they want to keep these franchises, keep them going because they make money. But they don't want to put a lot of money into this. Yeah. Uh, they want to get get in, get out on those games. But I think that's gonna wrap up our topics. Unless anybody else has anything mm, to say. No. I think you, we guys, pretty much covered it. Okay. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into what we've been playing. Um, you guys want to talk about Mario first? Or Why don't you guys take Metal care of Metal Gear first? Okay. Uh, Justin, you want to start on this or you want me to start? Uh, man, I got back into this game. I've been playing Super Mario Maker a lot. And uh, I didn't play it for like three days. I was like, oh, I need to get back into this. And I uh, started playing it again, right back into it. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to some pretty sweet parts. <laughs> I haven't beaten it yet. Uh, I'm, I was kind of stuck last night and a little frustrated, but now I've figured it out. So Yeah. Um, it's still really good. And I've actually, I think I've liked it more as it, it it's went on. So I like it. There's a lot more cutscenes now, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't have like a whole lot more to say. Yeah, all right, we're just you know, just but yeah. It's kind of like a but, almost like a blog, a vlog, or yeah, something yeah. audio vlog for us. Like kind of our running our running thoughts as we continue on to this. Uh huh. But are you, you good, good, or you want me? I might come up with something when you're talking. All right. Um, so I actually finished the game. Nice. Uh, I talked about last week. I was, I had just finished chapter one, um, and I was just I hadn't even started chapter two yet. And I pretty much I had a three day weekend, played a uh, sane amount of Metal Gear. I actually finished the game just under fifty five hours, which if people know that listen to this podcast and probably Jack mm-hmm. know me very well. Outside of sports games, I don't play many games nope. that long. At least in like this one stretch of time, yeah, a very very short amount of time, I guess. Uh, like Bravely Default, I think I put over forty hours in, but that was over like three years. I think Pokemon X was the last game I put that much time into for a non sports game. Uh-huh. I think just shy of forty hours. So for me, that's saying something. Like I usually, yeah. I'm one of those people that like I have a short attention span on games outside of like Madden, where like after a couple weeks, I'm kind of done with it. Um, <laughs> But obviously, this is my favorite franchise, so I, you know, I stuck with it. But my, with Chapter Two, I see Chapter One. It's it's really Metal Gear Solid Five. That's Metal Gear Solid Five. That's the that single story. That's the game. Chapter Two isn't really Chapter Two. I would say it's more of um, what's it what's it called like the outro, the uh, it's like epilogue. The, epilogue. Yeah, I would say it's more like an epilogue where. I'd say almost chapter two is more. There's some more stuff that ties into the story of Metal Gear Solid Five, but it's. I, I feel like it's almost wraps up um, the series. It's more for the. I'd say it's almost more for the fans. Yeah. Like it almost kind of re, uh, um, what's it retcon the retcon retcons uh, everything kind of end and it kind uh-huh. of explains that gap. Um, I I wonder how much of it was planned, how much wasn't planned. Like holy crap, guys, we're not like. The game all takes place in 1984. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear, which uh, was the first game, takes place in 1985. There's still 11 years of un- like unexplored time. They could have easily made three or four more Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, God. If you really yes. wanted to. Um, <laughs> with that. So I feel like they kind of like 
some of it, I don't, I don't know, this could be just be my, me guessing or just knowing what's going on. Like, okay, we really need to wrap up. Kojima's like, we really need to, like, explain what's going on here. And I feel like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things that I think, like, if you don't know the series real, and there's certain things I want to talk to you when we finish the game. Yeah. Because there's certain things where it's just like, what's going on with that? Yeah. Like, it, might not, it might not make sense to you, but it's like, oh, this is why. Um, uh-huh. And same with some of the with the cassette tapes that explain some of the story and, like, it's just, you know, talking to the characters. Um, I feel like it does a really good job of wrapping that up to the best they can. Um, but going to like kind of I, chapter two, I'm not a big fan of the format of it. Where I would they, agree. They they so they drop you so episode thirty one is the last last episode of chapter one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then chapter two, you get you start off. You have episode thirty two, thirty three, and thirty four. Thirty two is a new episode, brand new episode. Well, episode thirty three and thirty four are just harder versions of previous episodes. And then, yeah. um, so you do 32, and then you don't get any more episodes, so you can't continue on. And you're just kind of like, what the That's fuck? That's my only, my biggest complaint, actually, with this game, is mm-hmm. that. They kind of just. Is that those, those, you know, oh, there's 50 episodes here. But there's really there's not. Really, like, 37 episodes, and there's 13, like, harder versions of previous, yeah. previous episodes. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense with, like, the yeah. story. Either. And the way they make you unlock them, like they don't tell you anything. It's just like, do I have to? Like you, you look at that, you assume you have to play these harder versions. That's why I was getting frustrated last night because uh, I've you know did every mission that was like uh, I needed to do important ones. Mm-hmm. I actually, did a couple uh, hard ones, and uh, there's still no more mission for me to mm-hmm. do. I'm just like, what is going on? So I I tried some more harder ones, and I. First time I ever aborted a mission after like fifteen times yeah. of trying this one mission and it's like man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to beat these levels. This yeah. is the first time I'm actually legitimately frustrated with this game. Yeah, and that that's where I was. It was it, like was, it wasn't even fun. Yeah. And luckily, Tyler has told me that I, I don't need to beat all those hard levels. Yeah, I didn't do single I didn't play yeah. single <laughs> I, uh, didn't know I that. was I was almost at the like I was looking at that, I'm like I was at the point where I was like, "Fuck this game!" Like, if that they're gonna make yeah. me play these, because I was looking at like what it says. Like, like how could no, you do this to this game? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it just felt like cheap to me. I'm like, "Fuck that!" I don't care. Yeah. It's gear. I don't, I'll just look up the videos on YouTube. This is the padding at the end. Yeah, like this. Yeah, well, that's what I felt like. And it, at first, it feels like padding to me because the way to another way to unlock these other episodes uh, that continue the story, not the harder versions of the uh, harder version episodes. Uh, is you can either play the harder versions of the of the game of the some of the missions, or you could do side ops. Um, yeah. And I, so I ended up googling. Mm-hmm. It. I'm like, I'm not playing these. Side ops are funner. Yeah, most of them are and usually, not, usually unique to a certain point. Yeah. Um, so I, I started looking up and I'm like, oh, you can either you can you can play these harder versions, or you can just do a bunch of side ops. Like it might be a little quicker to do the hard versions, depending on how good skilled you are in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can or you can just do a bunch of side ops. But the side ops, you look at it, you usually get better stuff. Yeah, as far as improving your base. So I would, I like, I finished thirty two. Um, I, I couldn't get up to thirty five yet, which was the next episode continuing the story. I finished that one. Okay, that's the last one I've done. Okay, um, but you end up like I did like three or four side ops, and it, like it's like you need to come back to mother base. You come back to mother base, get cutscene, go on a new one. So. I'm sorry, 41. That's oh, yeah, that's one. right. That's the last one I've done. Okay. Um, so, I'm not a big fan of that because it kind of forces you to grind a little bit. Which... At a, at a weird time. But it's kind of weird how, like, it wasn't... It's just, like, right at the end yeah. of it, huh? Yeah, it would have already... You would 
You would have already yeah. been like, oh, I've done most of these anyway, so let's do a couple more. Yeah. If you didn't do many side ops, to me, it seems like you didn't do a lot of them. Luckily, I already did a lot of them. And that's where I did too. <laughs> I ended up, I think I did um, 47 or 48 of the side ops. Up. There's 157 now. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, and I was kind of, I'll admit, at that point, I was kind of getting fatigued. Not so much with the gameplay. Like, I never yeah. got bored of, like, Fultoning guys or no. uh, taking over bases. Still love doing that. I just got bored of seeing the same bases over and over again and seeing the same area over and over again. I kind of started getting that almost like the uh, Destiny effect where it's just like, oh, I'm just doing this, like, same section over and over again. Like, I, I saw, like, the mansion one probably five times uh, yeah. in, like, a maybe six, seven hour span. And it was more of that than anything. It was like, I never got tired of, like, the, the mission types where I was getting hostages, getting blueprints. Like, that was always fun to me. It's just mm-hmm. like, I've been here before. I know. Yeah. Like, I, it, it, like for the most part, the guys are right. in the same areas. It was just kind of like rinse, wash, repeat kind of thing for me. I think it's cool a couple mm-hmm. times, but I think they overdid it with a few places. Yeah. It's kind of nice when you go back like once. Like, oh, I, I know kind of where everything is here. It's a lot smoother now. Yeah. But uh, I, I agree. It'd be, it'd be nicer if there's more. Yeah. Instead of three to four. Because some places, like you said, you go three to four times the same place. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's imagine if they would have had this for the three other times had one more episode that was like just something different yeah and if it was a little shorter yeah like how much well, more focused to me that would have been I think it's weird that there's, there's some so there's 13 actual of the 50 episodes you don't actually have to complete because there's just harder versions but there's like 10 or 11 side ops that you that you probably should do yeah. There's even a couple they require you to do. Yeah, there's some. I, I Which is not the yellow ones you had to do, but apparently you don't. You don't. Uh, the, there's two you have to do, the, the Man on Fire ones, um, that you unlock after 32. Uh, but then there's like 10 other ones you don't necessarily have to do, but for story purposes, you actually should do. Yeah. So it's weird. Like So there's there's like 10 that you really, these side ops that, that should actually just be mission, like episodes. And then there's all these side ops, these all these main missions that are just harder versions of yeah, older missions I agree. that they should be the switch, side ops. Switch places here. Yeah, like the whole. I totally agree. The whole format it just makes like. I feel like they did this to make it mix match them. So if you're only doing one thing, like it pushes you to go to the other one. Yeah. You, mostly from like the main missions to the side ops. Yeah. I can see why they would do that. Speculum in there too. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd agree. I think it'd be better that way. Yeah. Well, I think big, my big smoother. One of my problems with chapter two, um, you know, with that whole like, is it's 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 no longer I want to do these side ops. Now you kind of have to do these side ops. Yeah, and it kind of makes it now it's more now it's work. Yep. It's like now I have to do these and move on, and that, that yeah. takes like it, it's like you're still doing the same thing. I'm still having fun with these, but it's like now I feel like I'm forcing myself to do it. Yeah, and that, I'm just doing this now so I can unlock another chapter. That's the only. I'm like I, I'm like um. They're running back for the Seahawks doing a press conference. I'm just here to find so I don't get caught. <laughs> um, Jack is that, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Uh, and th- that's what it was. It was just like I felt like I was doing these things just because I had to at that point. Um, but no, like with, with with the episode, I think once the mid twenties of the episodes, maybe even early twenties on for like the main story ones are fantastic. It really wraps I up agree. in the story. I, yeah. Uh, I love Start laying it down with the cutscenes, which are really good. Yes, they definitely like the latter, the majority of the cutscenes are in the back half of the, of yeah. the game. It's um, kind of like a bittersweet thing because mm-hmm. yeah, there's really good scenes in there. Yeah, uh, the cutscenes are amazing. The, the I love the uh, like the just the direction and the way I love the uh, the. The, I, I like the, the kind of the shaky cam they have. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I oh love, yeah, I noticed all the little detail too. Yeah, I, I love the just the way it was filmed. Um, it, it was. It, it was seems cool. like it was filmed. There yeah. you go. 
It really does. Uh, I, I like the style they had. That the lighting is fantastic. Everything about it is, yeah, is fantastic. It's pretty cool. Um, but as a Metal Gear Solid fan, I'm extremely happy where it kind of ended up at. Um, I it, at the same time I'm kind of bummed because it's like when when you get to the end, you start reading about kind of timeline of things. I'm like, there's so much cool shit. Like I wish that was a game. I wish you just didn't tell me oh. that. Because at the end, you basically get like um, a timeline. Oh, right. What happens like from the whole from the beginning of is this the like night- something you look at and read? Um, it's, it, it's, oh. it's like after the credits. Uh, it shows okay. it's like it, it goes by way too fast. I had to look it up online because I couldn't read oh, it. Okay. Um, but it's, it's not like, a video then. No, it's like 1942. This happened. 1945. Okay. This happened. You know, it's like that. And it's just like chronological it fills in those gaps. And you're like, oh man, that's fucking awesome. I wish that was a fucking game though. <laughs> that that sounds really cool. That would be cool. Uh, but as a fan, I I'm happy um, with it. Uh, I'm, but like I said, bummed because it's the last one, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but I can't wait till you finish it because I really want to talk to you about. Yeah, the, I definitely do. Kind of where it ends fun. up. Um, frisbee golf. Time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get some uh, Oktoberfest and play frisbee golf. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a date. It's a date. No homo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but do you have anything else you want to say on it before we? Uh, you. Yeah. I'm I pretty much I'm done on it so yeah first. I'll have some probably more stuff to say next week but okay. like hopefully be done by then I think I will be you're try to finish it tonight. pretty close I, there's not much grinding left at that point um, cool so I think you'll probably be done like I'd say five hours at the most um, that's gameplay time uh, but moving on uh, you guys have been playing uh, Jack's had a chance to play Super, Super Mario Maker you put some more time into it I played a little bit but I'm not going to say much yeah, what I did think, you guys uh, if Jack wants to go ahead, since he yes. hasn't played until now, have well, let's see. See what he thinks. After like a lot of waiting time, I finally had a chance to start up Super Mario Maker last week, and I've already put about twenty hours into it. <laughs> nice, nice. The first initial portion of it was just to try out a lot of the various stages inside the ten Mario, the ten man type of like stage scenario. Uh-huh. So I went ahead, I unlocked all the various like example stages they give you in order to try to. Try to inspire ideas template-wise to go to the creator stuff. I ended up finding a really interesting thing, like on the the title screen itself. You know how in Mario Paint, like for the Super Nintendo, you could click on the little letters and they do something. In Mario yes. Maker, they do the I know same what you're thing. About. <laughs> That's cool. Every single yes. letter does something different. Every single letter does something That's different, cool. from like turning the the screen all black and white to doing all this stuff. Full of stuff it's full like of that. stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Even as that hidden fly game and stuff, if uh, you're paying attention. Yep, <laughs> randomly comes up. <laughs> but they kind of arranged it differently. I too. got pretty far in that game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I spent I spent a lot of my time just going ahead inside creator mode, trying to unlock a lot of the various elements from, you know, in order to try to create it. Like for, you know, get a lot of the little random tools, the item tools, the stage tools. What yep. I'm finding out is I've got most, but there's like one more bar I still need to fill out, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. is it the very bottom one? That's, yeah, I think you got all the tools, man. That's just uh, to uh, customize if your layout. Like, if you want to drag a tool down there to put in your own oh. bar. I oh. think you've unlocked like a, them all. Like okay, tool. so yeah. yeah. So like, oh, all the ones I usually use or I want to use for this level, I already know. I'll put them all on this bar, then I'll click that. I see. Then, yeah, I probably have unlocked all the little tool stuff. Because how I went about a, about it, you know, instead of, like, waiting nine days or so for all the item stuff to unlock, I figured that uh, uh-huh. I looked up stuff and basically found out what you needed to do, which is put all the little items that you had on the stage and all of a sudden fill the entire stage 
that you're creating with blocks, and it'll speed up the process. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you get them fast that way, but you feel kind of... Well, it does feel <laughs> weird, though, doing it, though, but once I finally got the last things, like, the last bit of things to do, you know, the whole sub-area stuff, which I still haven't figured uh-huh. out how to do yet. <laughs> I just now figured that out, like, three oh, yeah? years ago. I think, actually, Tyler was over when I figured that so, out. So, oh. About to go through the power. Like, how the, the hell pipes. did you figure that out? Oh, though? okay, yeah, that thing. <laughs> oh, how did I figure that out? Oh, I had to look it up, man. No. I've had to look up, like, five things in that game that I can't, <laughs> could not figure out. Oh, well, want me to tell you how you yeah, do the warping sure. pipes? You just, uh, when you go to the edit mode mm-hmm. where it pauses everything, you just grab yeah. Mario and put him oh. on the pipe. Then he'll, <laughs> he'll go down the pipe, then he'll take you to another spot and you put the pipe wherever oh, you for want. Oh, for God, it was, the exit pipe. it was so simple. But... <laughs> Yes, like you wouldn't even think it. about it twice. You know, it's like you put a <laughs> no, because that's how I figured out how to like, uh, like transform things into bigger versions of themselves. Even like, uh, say, yep, not just Koopa Troopas and all the other stuff, but uh, like certain objects. I think too can actually grow. Yes, certain ones. It's it's cool. This experiment. I'm still like probably seventy percent experimented. Is all that I think of. Like just trying but, stuff out. Even watching giant giant bombs yeah. today, actually, uh, I've learned some new stuff. So, gotta try to keep that. Oh man, <laughs> just to add some ideas. For I think me. the vast beef of the stuff that I've went through was uh, playing through created like created user levels and stuff. Because going through the the whole 100 Mario thing on easy, just trying uh-huh. to go ahead and unlock all the various amiibo costumes for uh, that that question block mushroom. That's been an interesting thing because uh-huh. uh, there's a lot of random stuff. That is cool. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh god, there's costumes. Say like for every amiibo character, it seems like plus uh, some random ones. Say like Palatina, and sometimes even like uh, Slippy Toad. <laughs> yeah, there's like I think it's a hundred. Yeah, there is. More. I think it's close to like about 150 uh, or something. Costumes. It's it's a lot. Um, hmm. I unlocked uh, Tingle, like the second time. Oh, that's through. funny. <laughs> Tingle. And they all have yeah, their they own all have effects. their own sound effects, and if you hold if you hold really the up cool. button, and they run differently. If you hold the up button for certain characters, they'll actually say like a little tidbit, or like they'll do a little animation, a special thing that it's custom to them. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, like I say for example, if you're if you're uh, playing as say like uh, Mario or something like with the blue overalls and stuff like that, if you hear if you press the up uh-huh. button and stuff on the D pad, he'll actually like uh, he'll actually do like a little oh. like something custom. <laughs> that's cool. It's like kind of like the thing on Super Smash like, Bros. It's, like, it's sort of like, like a little, little taunt thing. or something. Push up. That's cool. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I've been learning stuff all the time. But what I've been finding out, really, is uh, there's been a lot of stages uploaded to uh, Super Mario Maker where, you know, you go on to, like, the easy portion of it, and a lot of the easier ones it look like kids have been doing it because it's like... You have, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of blocks, like, maybe, like, a stage here. And the, I think the worst one of all was just, like, going to a straight line and then finally getting to the fucking, like, <laughs> going to get into the flag and stuff. But I've been... That's good, though, for yeah. people. But at the same time, I looked at some of the stages that weren't so great and some people hadn't completed some of them. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that probably needs to stay there, then, that stage. <laughs> I some more practice. Um, yeah, but <laughs> the last thing Mario that uh, I've been doing inside Super Mario Maker is I've been creating my own stages, which I know a couple of you guys have had a chance to play. 
the bouncy Goombas, yeah. the uh-huh. whole like uh, gone fishing stage where I've uh, basically created an entire like leveled stuff dedicated to the power that the the power star and stuff to where you use that you got to transverse through these like uh, jelly all these like electronic these electric jellyfish plus all the red bloopers and stuff going back <laughs> and forth and the chain chomps everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Oh my god, I had it to where I I had like I didn't realize this until like I uploaded and stuff. But the custom little messages from the parrot and stuff like that they can't like transfer up like upload wise. And yes, I noticed that when I made a level because I named one that didn't make any sense after I uploaded it because it was all about that. <laughs> what I oh said. really? I actually recorded the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the chopper. And it, it was never there. Ooh, All you heard was like a, a twer- uh, Yep, that's trip. exactly what it is. I was like, oh, that is not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that like, yeah. when we were playing. It makes sense, though, because yeah. someone puts music in there. Copyright. Like, yep. You know, or just shout a little racial slurs yeah. onto the thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I can, I can honestly understand now why they wouldn't do that. But uh, that kind of defeats yeah. the purpose of that little icon there, in my honest opinion. But, uh... Yeah. Unless you're going to have someone, yeah, playing with you. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think I've only had about three stages. And the last one I created last night, which uh, has resolved around the Koopa Troopa turtle shells and stuff. (laughs) I know. It's just so fun because, like I was saying before the podcast even started here, it's like I was had a thought about going through and just trying to break a whole bunch of blocks and stuff with a Koopa Troopa shell. And so, in order to make it a little bit faster, since the normal Koopas just, like, maybe break one block at a time, just get, like, a gigantic, couple gigantic Koopa Troopas, and then just stomp on them, and then just go, like, forward and back and stuff. Because what I had been finding out is, I didn't know that uh, they would go through the complete wall of blocks and then go through the freaking exit wall. <laughs> so, it's, I used, I originally had blocks that were right by the where the, the flag was at. And every time I would do that, uh-huh. the turtle shell would go flying off the freaking stage <laughs> to stage right, and that would be a gigantic oh. exit. So I purposely put like a bunch of like ground stuff like right on the side where the flag is at, just to sort of make it like a mountain sort of. So I went with uh-huh. that because then the normal thing about this is I'm supposed to do we're supposed to be like a zigzag kind of like pattern where it just goes this way, kind of like left to right and then down, right to left down then left to right and the funniest thing about it is i didn't i didn't time this like perfectly or anything like that and i didn't notice until after i uploaded it but when i was playing to the level when i went to the final like uh stretch with the block the turtle shell drops into the the trampoline stuff bounces off and goes above right above a layer of blocks and actually goes clear cut to the left i'm like I didn't plan that. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of accidental, accidental stuff that I found too that made my level pretty cool. That I, I didn't plan. Oh yeah, it's that's one of the biggest things that I like about Mario Maker is because you can create your own elements. You can figure out how, like, say, guys like uh, Miyamoto were able to like just problem solve and trying to get like a lot of easier functions and stuff inside these older Mario games. Because that's basically what I've been keeping in mind here. I'm trying to make it so that the earlier stages that I have are like easy to a point, but they have to challenge somewhat. Because if they don't, they're just going to be yeah. like uh, just regular spam type of levels and stuff where you get a bunch of like power-ups and stuff. You can get to the flag easy, do this and do that. 
I try to revolve like a gimmick around like uh, the various stages I do. Yeah, because at least that way it makes it a little bit more interesting. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I always try to have at least uh, some levels have at least, at least three ways to beat it, and they're not like you know obvious. Right, right. But uh, if you don't like try something crazy, you won't figure it well, out. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> I I know I had to like uh, delete and upload my first level again because I I made it almost too hard for people as one person. Out of, like, 14 people who try to attempt it, like, uh, only cleared it. <laughs> and I can understand why, because there was precise jumps, and people were missing the trampoline <laughs> entirely. Even though I had, like, a gap that was, yeah. like, about, possibly, like, about 10 blocks wide. So it's like, I don't understand, like, okay, you're getting up to this top of this end here, you're jumping off, and you're somehow missing the jump <laughs> on the trampoline it's, itself. Because if you if you knew actually, for those who don't know, whenever you like select your stage for uh, Super Mario Maker, when you're about to check some of the statistics from it, you can see the clear and like how many people have played it in the bottom left hand corner. But if you look up on the map of the stage itself, you can see where people have died. <laughs> oh yeah. And yep. uh, what was really surprising is my first level. Not only did they die near the trampoline, but some of them had, like died like right at the, where the first the Goomba was at. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's my gosh awesome. or even up where the turtle shells were at because the first level that I had it's like there's only one block that you could break I died up there oh, once I, I, I wouldn't doubt it at least once because if you time it just to a key and stuff I you would jump up you would hit one block and there's only one block that's actually mm-hmm. breakable the others pop up all these freaking Koopa Troopas <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. funny Oh boy! But yeah, my time with Super Mario Maker has just been really fantastic. I mean, <laughs> mine too. Like, uh, I know that you, Justin, you've been like working on various like uh, levels as well and stuff. So, uh-huh. what have you learned throughout this like experience, just like creating them? Oh, just uh, I was saying earlier too, before we got on here. Um, I've been going back to all my levels and playing them. I played each one probably like forty times. Yeah, <laughs> no joke. And I, I, when I go back to, I'm like, ah, oh. some I really like, and like my first couple, I'm like, eh, I would have done this differently now. It's kind of interesting to go back. And we were talking about, uh, uh, it's so easy to make the levels. You're talking about how Miyamoto and stuff, yeah. when they originally made them, that would have been hard because they'd actually draw yep. them all out before they even got to play them, and if they had to make changes, it was a big deal. Oh yeah. So they must have had like some set thing, like, oh, he can jump six squares this way. Or whatever, but it's pretty crazy. That'd be really hard after because I, I go and I check the trail of Mario like so mm-hmm. much throughout the levels, like not having that, and man, also just trying to incorporate like uh, say the certain features from the other Mario games as well. Case an example: when I was doing my latest stage, I put it on the new Super Mario U type of uh, features, meaning if someone were to get that mm-hmm. uh, that main power up to begin to start my level, they could just easily butt stomp their way to a Koopa Troopa, where my intent would have been yep. to, okay, you see these bombs over here? Go ahead, stomp on the bomb, explode, get downwards. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the features, the stages, all those random elements, you know, it's just plays in a larger part of, like, uh, in the creative process, because I'm like, I'm kind of like you in the way where I have been playing 
my levels over and over again just to figure out, like, say, what worked, what didn't. And honestly, I think my levels mm-hmm. have gotten better as a result from starting off with my first one. That's, like, yeah. uh, the progression from it is starting to make it so that uh, my levels are starting to get a bit tighter and I'm starting to think of more ideas in terms of, uh, okay, if I can do this or can I do that, testing how many enemies I can fit upon, like, one screen. <laughs> That's a <Yeah>. challenge. <laughs> Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, this uh awesome oh, definitely. game. Especially if, yeah. say, if you don't have much to play on the Wii U, you like Mario games, give this one a try. I mean, you don't even have to create levels if you don't want to. Definitely. You can just play stuff. No. I'd recommend trying yeah. at least. But, uh, real quickly, this little tidbit here uh, I found mm-hmm. out because I was curious. To unlock... Uh, you can upload yeah. 10 when you start out to unlock more you gotta get 50 stars I think every 50 you get 10 more unlocked which is actually pretty cool, cool. I, I have like 30 stars that's really stars, cool so. actually slowly making it and another thing which I was worried about at first and this is what well, I was like oh no because some of mine didn't have any stars so I was like uh, if I delete them or if I have to delete one with stars will it get rid of my stars I heard nope oh I that's didn't good. know that it that's deletes your comment it deletes like your the play history of that level but you get to keep your stars, so that's good. Don't be scared to delete oh, some if you want. That's pretty so. cool. Yeah. I was. I was like, doesn't penalize the player for. Yeah, doing actually stuff. keeps them. That's cool. I have about twenty levels in the oh, bank wow. right now. Just waiting. <laughs> oh, so you you can create as many as you want. You just can only upload so many. Yeah, there might be a limit to how many you can create, but I'm I'm like on on the world thing. You start filling up like world yeah. one one two. Uh, I'm like on four four. And every time okay. you actually get four, a certain three. amount. Yeah, I'm not every sure time you get like a, a certain amount of medals, it actually unlocks on your little profile thing. So, if you get like one one star, yeah, or some like a Goomba medal's gonna pop up. And yeah, that's cool too. If you go to like your level you uploaded, you click on like the zero out of fifteen stars or whatever. You push that, you'll see everyone that's played your level. Like he was saying, there's a flag by it. They finished it. Uh, you see if they give you a star, then you can go to their thing, and then you can check uh, if how many stars they have and everything. It's pretty cool. No, that's cool. There's a lot of stuff you can mm. get just from doing that. Oh, definitely so. Mm. Well, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for little, me. Nice little <laughs> tip. Yeah. Well, yeah, still love this awesome game. game. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah, nice. Very cool. Um, you guys got any more you want to say on the game? Or I'm good. good. I'm good for now. Okay. I think. Yeah. Tony, do you have something to say on the game? <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Thanks, thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, that pretty much kind of wraps up our show. Before we get to the conclusion, Jack, do you have a retro yeah, game? Yeah, I do, of the week and this ties into the, the you know the various like classic games I've been trying to play as of late. I've been trying to play the Mega Man X series. So originally, I've been thinking about this game a lot. So I'm gonna go ahead and just say Mega Man X is my game of the week. So with this game, I remember it being. It was basically one of the other series that like Keiji Inafune made and stuff. It's sort of like a successor series to the original Mega Man games that he had on the NES. So for, let's see, for the past like a week or so, I've been trying to play through Mega Man X. <laughs> well, I'm saying trying is because I'm trying to figure out the whole Robot Master like mm-hmm. pattern and stuff. Because with each Mega Man game, there seems to be like a, a various pattern, some more obvious than others. Like, say, in the original Mega Man, mm-hmm. if you go, like, Bomb Man first, then to, uh, like, say, Guts Man, then Cut Man, and all this other stuff. 
For the X series, it's kind of a little bit different than that. I mean, you can still select your own stages, obviously, but these Robot Masters are sort of a little bit more different than your basic norms here. So the premise of Mega Man X is you're this Robot X that uh, basically was built by Dr. Light, like, in the past and stuff, and you wake up sometime in the distant future, and you're tasked to try to fight against, like, uh, Sigma and stuff, and a lot of these, like, uh, Maverick robots and stuff that uh, he has under control. And so your main purpose is to try to not only earn their power-ups, but uh, find out a little bit of tidbits from Dr. Light in order to learn new abilities, and then finally try to get the last little bits and stuff to take on Sigma and hopefully beat him and stuff at the end of the game. So, for Mega Man X, for me in general, historically, I didn't have a chance to play this game until, like, around the mid-2007, 2000, like, 2000, yeah, 2006, 2007 or so. It was basically after I graduated high school, so it was, like, about 10 or so years of the time after it came out. I picked it up at, a, at like, a little uh, game shop, paid, like, about, I think it was, like, about 10, possibly 15 bucks for it at the time. Really good deal. Powered it on my Super Nintendo, and, oh, man... That summer, between that and Super Metroid, the summer of 2006, that was awesome. Because not only did I have a chance to play a great platforming game, but the general idea, it was pretty much my first Mega Man game, like Mega Man X game, where I could just go through, play, and then just really enjoy it for what it was. But I like, what I like about this game, the music is really good, the platforming is really good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good abilities, too. Like, say, the first enemy you come across that like, you really, I feel, should start with is called the Chill Penguin. And he has a little, uh, he has this little weapon called the Shotgun Ice, where it's basically what it is. It's basically a shotgun that's used to, like, ice attacks and stuff and enemies and instantly freezes them. So you can just push them aside or break them. <laughs> but uh, there are little elements and stuff that are kind of different from the original Mega Man 2 is, like, uh, you can go ahead and just run faster by, like, in the ability, like, tapping, like, twice in the D-pad. You can go and slide across the stage if you want to. There's, like, little things where you can do, like, wall jumping. <laughs> That's kind of, like, a novel... Yep. It's kind of a normal concept, though, in the 2D games, but inside, uh... I know, they're very prevalent inside 3D games, but 2D games that weren't as heard of. Especially for, like, wall jumping and stuff. I know in 94, Super Metroid had that, where you can time it right, do wall jumps from here to there, but like a year later or something, this is like a little bit more, was a little bit more refined form to where you can just climb up a stage, if you get down to a pit, you can just go and just uh, press like, the jump button against the wall, you can get up to the higher area and stuff like that. It's basically sort of, yeah, it's basically sort of a way to make it a little bit easier for the player if they, say, fall into a random pit, they still have a chance to just get out of it. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, the levels are well-designed. Everything else seems to be really fun about Mega Man X. And so, basically, what I'm doing right now is I really want to play through the first three Mega Man X games because all three of them are really good, really good Super Nintendo classic stuff. However, I've never beat X2 and X3, so that's something I really want to get like, forward to. Because I'm getting that, that sort of Mega Man craving for some reason. It always happens. It happens whenever I play an old game for a, a particularly long time. It's always just really weird. But anyway, that's just the game of the week right there, Mega Man X. <laughs> I'm getting that feeling. 
when I get that feeling, I get make a man I don't know where to go with that one. Uh, oh, good. That's good. I like that one. Uh, yeah. I still need to beat that game. I'm like on the first level. Can't get past the first guy. The Wii U. First chill penguin keeps killing me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like what I played though. Yeah, but uh, kind of moving on to the conclusion. Um, if you guys want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page in the group, just Generation Gaming on there. Uh, pretty easy to find. Uh, so like and follow or whatever whatever you do for a group. Join, I guess, for a group. Like for the page. Uh, we post whenever new episodes go up, we post them on there. Uh, you don't want to talk to us throughout the week. You, our group, you can always talk to us on there. We are always open to talk to fans and just people in general. Yes. Uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, at Gin Gaming Net, we also have a YouTube and a Twitch page under the same name, Gin Gaming Net. So like, subscribe, uh, follow on there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening this week. I was your host, Tyler, and I've been the Jack of Hearts. <laughs> I've been Ustin the Justin. Thank you, and as always, GG everybody. Alan, <laughs> <laughs> nobody comments in the show. <laughs> Huh? No, no witty comments? Somebody's got something to say? We're going to end the show like that? Oh. Uh, suck brick, kid. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We got a brand new collaboration here. <laughs>